Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Liz. This is Joe's Table, where we talk about all things role-playing games, game design, hobbies, project planning, world building, and creativity stuff. This is going to be a heavy episode. Probably. I mean, I feel like it's likely to be... I think we'll, I think it'll be spiced up with some humor. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're going to have kind of a jovial attitude about it, <laughs> but it's it, it can be kind of dark, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So today we're talking about mental health. And well, we, a specific subset. Yeah, a specific subset. And we're going to be a little all over the place with this one because this is not planned. This is nope. a spur of the moment recording. We were just having this conversation and decided that it would probably be better just to record it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we're talking about meditation. Liz and I, uh, a few months ago, uh, picked up Sam Harris's Waking Up app. Um, and we did our best to have daily meditation at the end of the day in order to kind of decompress from work and, mm-hmm. and try to like let let all the pressure out and 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 just let it go uh i think the term the term that we used at the time was mental commute yeah because this was still during COVID, obviously and uh and we had like liz liz doesn't commute you she did you you don't commute anymore and mm-hmm. and i never did but so the idea was kind of like this is a way to try to leave work behind and finally mm-hmm. come home and like be out of the headspace of whatever crap we were dealing with it at work that day yeah it i want to say it didn't go as planned i think that's the fair way yeah, to put it yeah yeah i'd say that's very accurate i think initially like the first few mm-hmm. weeks it was doing the job. Yeah. I think I fell off the, the rails earlier than you did, though, because I had a decent amount of time. Like, the first week, maybe week and a half, I felt like, hey, I'm getting somewhere with this. And then for, like, the next week, week and a half before you said that you were struggling, I was struggling but not wanting to admit I was struggling mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm better than this. I can I can conquer my brain. Right. I can do better than this. Why am I failing at this? Right. So, yeah. Um, and it was actually really relieving when you said that you were struggling, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because, the point that we yeah. got to, that was just surreal. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Sam Harris's Waking Up app, um, I guess I do recommend it. I, I, I would say I do recommend that you try it. Mm-hmm. Um I, th- I still feel that meditation is a very good tool yeah. for you to learn. I just don't know if you need to do it as consistently as, as Sam thinks you do. And we're going to get to that part yeah. in a bit. But the idea is basically that he's got an app. Um, you can technically get it for free uh, if you if you don't have the money to pay for it. You can have like a, I think they've got like a free trial type of mm-hmm. thing also. Um, but the idea is basically uh, daily 10, 15-ish minute meditations. And then there's a one month kind of spin up uh, course to mm-hmm. start you off with. Um, and that it, it really, really starts slow and easy and gets you yeah. into the whole like, okay, you're just going to do breathing exercises for a while and just learn how to pay mm-hmm. attention to paying attention. Um, and you know it 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 go it escalates from there it it, it you know we would you do um body scans and mm-hmm. and more uh unique kinds of meditation and you get better at learning how to pay attention to stuff and mm-hmm. eventually you're like meditating with your eyes open and all these other um interesting techniques and stuff but 
you know, you get to that end of that month and you, you are like every, every new episode is so spectacularly different Mm -hmm. or like more difficult than the last episode that it's like, I think at the end of that month, we were both like, what Sam, you want to, okay, hang on. You're like on a layer of a layer of a layer of abstraction right now and we are not even on the first layer yet. <laughs> yeah you need to slow down and so i think when we finished that we actually started listening to like the standard day by day ones and it was like bad <laughs> we're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> there i mean I, I, I appreciate Sam Harris. I appreciate the work that he does and I appreciate his writing, but there, he, that is, that's the gas pedal. That shit is intense. Uh Um, so I guess I would recommend the app. I wouldn't necessarily recommend paying for it until you've tried it a good amount and you, you know that this is your brand. Yeah. I, and like I said, I kind of, I fell off the. Uh, rails a lot earlier on with it and by I think the end of week two somewhere in week three I was getting kind of combative with him yeah and just like (laughs) I would be sitting there meditating and he'd say something and I can't even remember one of the examples but I'd be sitting there going fuck you no damn it shut up just shut the fuck up and let me meditate it was so bad for me it just did not work at all um so like here's me being like feisty and like snippy over there right. and here's like sam harris on the app being so calm and quiet i'm just like mm, gonna fight <laughs> so i'm pretty sure that's not the uh, intended outcome yeah no um so you were just telling me that you were reading you had read some articles that talked about some papers that were showing some uh, differing evidence yeah and this is actually some pretty interesting evidence that For some people, meditation doesn't have the expected results. You know, for instance, um, one of the things with meditation is, you know, being able to observe your emotions and have some more control over your emotions so they're not controlling you and things like that. But for some folks who have meditated long enough, they actually enter a state where because of how their brain is working in there... um, they're actually not feeling things anymore. Like everything is just flat. So they're right. not feeling angry. They're like, not feeling love for their family. Right. You like know. induced apathy. Induced apathy. Yeah. That's that's very insane. Completely insane. And it, like, I think the thing that I said sort of jokingly is like, so these people are really good at meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like at the beginning of Sam's course, he was like, he, he had kind of a throwaway disclaimer where he was talking about like, oh yeah, you know, you need to make sure that you're a mentally healthy adult for this. And like, if you, if you have like disassociative episodes or something, then probably don't do meditation. And we were just like, yeah, lol, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I think maybe that disclaimer needs to be a, like, maybe that should be an episode, Sam. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think, and, Cause I think a lot of us people are dealing with our own mental health issues. We're going to meditation uh-huh. to help remedy those problems. Right. Yeah. And so I think the thing that the other thing that we were talking about is like, if m- me trying to learn to meditate to control my anxiety is going to uh-huh. give me anxiety about meditation, then I think that's a losing strategy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, there was actually one episode in there where the, in- 
the intent of the episode was to train you to recognize how you feel when right. you say happy yeah. or angry. Right. And I remember that one. Yeah. The way he was doing it was like, remember a time when right. you were happy. Remember a time when you were angry. Remember a time when you were anxious. Right. And I was done for the rest of the day. Like that didn't even wreck just the meditation for me because I suffer from anxiety and my, my brain loves to like ruminate on right. things. Whew, I was out for the day and I was stuck in rumination mode right. and it was so bad. So, yay, I can recognize when I'm right. ruminating. Now you Woo-hoo. know exactly what it feels like because uh, you get to have that feel for the rest of the day. Yeah. So the disassociative episodes thing, that's that's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. The idea that you can meditate yourself into like clinical apathy, like a clinical level of apathy. I'm sure there's a term for that. Yeah. But like, yeah, deep Depression. I think the other thing that we were talking about was depression. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that you could seek to use meditation as a way to help mitigate the mm-hmm. the stress of being depressed, mm-hmm. and then by by the the very process of meditating, make yourself depressed because you don't feel any emotion about anything mm-hmm. anymore, right? Um, yeah, that's kind of scary. That's kind of a freaky little cul-de-sac of mental health that I don't think we were thinking about at the time. Right. Yeah. So it does make me wonder how different it is to meditate as somebody with anxiety or depression or, you know, some other mental health issue versus somebody whose mental health is stable. Um, you know, how is your brain functioning different? Because, the brain for somebody with anxiety is going to be doing something very different than a brain for somebody without anxiety. Um, and you know, if a lot of meditation is training your brain to react in certain ways to certain situations, what pathways are you building up or what pathways do you already have built up because of your existing mental health state? So, So let's talk about that actually a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't know what the, like, I, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm certainly not diagnosed. I don't know mm-hmm. if you were diagnosed, yes, but I like, am. um, the, the, we, we know that we both have different, um, ways of processing meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that personally for me, and I think just to, just to diverge onto this for a really little bit, uh, for you, you like to get stuff out, right? Uh, yeah. you, you like to you you you're a you're a ranter. You like to mm-hmm. like go on a jag and like mm-hmm. tear off on something. Um, and I I I'm the other way around. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to talk about stuff most yeah. of the time. I want to I want to put that shit in a drawer because I can forget about it. Mm-hmm. I can I can like if I have a bad day, I can just put that shit aside. And if I if I can put that shit aside, mm-hmm. then it's it's over and done with, you know. And I think th- that that feeds into the way that we were experiencing mm-hmm. meditation because, like, I would have a bad day and I would go meditate and I would feel better mm-hmm. because I would be able to, like, go deep into my meditation and mm-hmm. like just experience, like, distract myself very fully with the things that were mm-hmm. present, you know, like the 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 sensations of my body and the sensations that we were hearing and feeling around the room and everything um 
but you were not experiencing it that way. I was not. Yeah. Because my brain loves to be like, Hey, remember that one thing you said in that email that you sent out at two thirty six this afternoon to that one person. And now you really regret it. Cause you're not sure. Cause they didn't answer back within five minutes. Like they normally do, even though, you know, they were in a meeting like that's what my brain does during right. it. So if I don't get that like out, my brain keeps spinning on it and spinning on it and adding layers and adding layers. And it's so overwhelmingly right. taxing that like meditation if i'm in that thought state already doesn't work because i just it just keeps getting worse and worse right. and bigger and bigger and i just need to get it out and walk away from it and go do something else because if i right. don't it's just it's still spinning back right. there and i think we, we the, the joke that we shared was that it's kind of like for you meditation is like revving the engine instead yeah. of setting the engine to idle you're you're kind of like hyper speed Um, whereas for me it's like i have to park the car in order to meditate so it really does a good job of kind of terminating that and obviously like it's not like when my experience of meditation was was that i could just sit there and not have thoughts Mm -hmm. it's not like i'm some genius meditator no it was just that it was i was able to pay enough attention to completely distract myself Uh because i have that same those same ruminations in fact i had one today i actually um one of the I, I, I joked uh, earlier with you about how I had some weird people on the stream mm-hmm. offering like investment opportunities yeah. on an art stream. And I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and I spent the entire day going mm-hmm. like, should I have handled that differently? I was mm-hmm. kind of rude to that person, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe maybe now that I've looked into it, maybe this isn't like the worst scam in the universe. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a viable thing. And so I was ruminating, mm-hmm. you know, I was mm-hmm. ruminating on all mm-hmm. that crap all day. So I'm a ruminator too. But I think for me, my experience of meditation is that it occupies my brain Aww. so much that there's no room for anything else. And see, the one thing that I found when we were meditating regularly there is on the days where I was good, when I didn't have anxiety, my brain doesn't like to not be doing anything. <laughs> and like, I would, I would doze off a lot during our meditation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but my brain would also start coming up with stupid little stories and just completely out of the blue. Like suddenly I'd be coming up with a story about this, you know, young lady who was helping her father out in a kitchen, you know, in a Chinese restaurant, something and like just learning the business. Cause like she had dropped out of, you know, some sort of university school and like, it would just come up with these crazy little stories out of nowhere with no, like no, no prompting. prompting yeah. Um, my brain just doesn't like to be unoccupied, right. which is probably why I have so many crafts and things I'm interested in yeah. because I just, I have to be occupied. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we both have discussed, even when we're playing D and D, we usually both have to have mm-hmm. something to fiddle with, with our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both, I think, very surprised to find out that fidget toys and mm-hmm. stuff, desk toys, like enhance our lives oh, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the way that they do because, like, I don't think either. Well, I don't think we were expecting that mm-hmm. to be as much of a thing as it turned out to be. Yeah. But yeah, just having something like a little button mm-hmm. to press and be like, OK, fiddle, 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 fiddle. While I'm thinking this big, complicated, stupid, rambling, giant thought about failure modes mm-hmm. in my programming or whatever. And okay, yeah, I figured that out. Unfortunately, I had a little click thing to click, click, click while I was doing that. Yeah. And for me, like having a fidget toy is fantastic when I'm in meetings Mm -hmm. at work, Um, especially now that they're all remote. I'm not in a room. I don't have the ability to like look around at everybody else and stuff like that and occupy myself with those sort of things because my brain has to be doing something, even if I'm just listening to people. 
I'll wander off and answer emails or I'll wander off and look at other right. things or look at my phone. And when, I was a doodler. Yeah. In my meetings. I, uh, we've talked about drawing before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't draw that great. So I can't like, I don't doodle, but like having a fidget toy has saved me so much time of like scrolling through yeah. Instagram all in meetings and getting even more lost. Like I'm more focused with a fidget toy yeah. than I am without anything. Thanks. Anxiety brain. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Glad to know that I can always find something to think about, especially something negative. Right. Now, I do have to bring up the fact that, and I've heard this, you know, other places, I actually find that sometimes anxiety is my superpower. Oddly enough, there are times when, especially in work situations for me, because I'm anxious and I'm like really worried about, you know, I never want to take this back a step. I never want to be in a meeting where I can't answer people's questions. And so especially if I'm presenting something new, like training on something new or presenting a new project for my team or something like that, I have to know everything that's going on with it. And it drives some people up a wall. Like my boss is just like, oh, we'll just go in there and wing it. He's like completely opposite. He's like so laid back about it. And I'm like, no, we have to know exactly absolutely everything that they're going to ask before they ask it. And it has really saved my butt a whole bunch. And now it's to the point where, because when you go into that meeting, you are a freaking genius. Yes. And people think it's amazing that like, I've already (laughs) thought of everything they're going to ask because I'm terrified that they're going to ask it. Um, and like, it's come to the point now where my boss is like, I don't have an answer for that, but I bet you Liz does. (laughs) So yeah. Um, I'm going to cheerfully utilize my subordinates, anxiety powers to answer (laughs) that question. Yep. Totally. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm willing to use that. And I've actually, you know, seen that some places is, you know, like if you're an anxious person, here's some things you can actually do really well at. And project Mm -hmm. planning um, is one of those things to like be able to use your anxiety to plan ahead. Right. So just don't get too lost. Right. Like, I mean, if you think about it from like an evolutionary standpoint, Mm -hmm. having having one goose in the herd that's always fucking looking around. And it's a little skinny because it doesn't eat enough because <laughs> it's too freaked out to sit down mm-hmm. and eat. Keeps everybody else alive. Yeah. So let's let's talk about let's talk about the because I think we started to sketch out a rough framework mm-hmm. for I think what you were kind of referring to as utilitarian meditation. Yeah. Um, because I think we 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 went through the Sam Harris course the the one month course once. Mm-hmm. We tried a few spare ones, and then we actually just started over with the the original meditation course because the in, the initial couple of weeks where you're just focusing on the breathing, you're just mm-hmm. doing the the bare bones stuff was better at least for me because mm-hmm. I was not trying to like do all this fancy brain crap of yeah. like. Look at yourself from yeah. The- <laughs> look at yourself from outside. Be be the room, and then view your yeah. Like none of that. Um, and I think we tangentially. I think probably it was a YouTube video that mm-hmm. we that we heard where where they were describing a very different. So Ham Ham Saris's Sam Harris's <laughs> method is is very Buddhist in that like the goal of it is to um, not think thoughts. Mm-hmm. I mean, not I, I, okay. He would argue the point on that, but the the idea is like you're you're trying to make yourself aware of your thoughts mm-hmm. and trying to have no will and have like no goal to to pursue. You're just being, not not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I think we, we, we watched that other video and it was kind of like, no, you, you can you can guide this. You can direct mm-hmm. this. If you feel a certain way and you don't want to feel that way, do something else, mm-hmm. right? Like, And I think that's kind of the the direction that we were mm-hmm. that, the, that we were discussing that you were pointing out with yeah. like the utilitarian philosophy aspect of it yeah rather than reducing your own suffering what can you do to reduce suffering globally sort of a thing was where i was going with the utilitarianism right yeah but i mean more more specifically the idea of going from like the buddhist avoid suffering Mm -hmm. and don't pursue happiness Mm -hmm. to a methodology that is utilitarian where you're like well i'm going to avoid suffering but i'm also going to pursue the happiness i'm going to say if i'm having a bad thought then i know that i'm having a bad thought and Mm -hmm. i will use my meditation tools to meditate on something else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not ruminate And, and like that that is a so they're like positive and negative freedoms mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard that mm-hmm. that phrase no. but the idea is like the lack of there being laws against certain behaviors mm. is very different from laws protecting certain behaviors oh, okay yeah so like imagine it from like um lgbt rights mm-hmm. imagine that there are no laws on the books preventing people from discriminating against LGBT people. Mm-hmm. That's very different from having laws that specifically prevent people from discriminating yeah. against uh, LGBT people. So that's the same. That's the same kind of thing that we're talking about here. Like Sam's method, the the Buddhist method, is more like have nothing, be nothing, mm-hmm. do nothing. And what we're saying is like, no, <laughs> I have a bad thought. I want to specifically shove that bad thought aside by putting a good thought in its place Mm -hmm. that's big enough and heavy enough that I can't think about the bad thought anymore. And I think that's more the thing that we were talking about. I remember you said at one point, I think in response to that video, that you were like, yeah, I like looking at a picture of a pretty scene Mm -hmm. in my office because that's a thing that I can just focus on. Yep. Um, and I kind of do that too, cause I happen to have a window since I don't work <laughs> in the basement anymore. <laughs> We've traded. Yep. Um, I can look out the window and just like look at the branches cause mm-hmm. there's a lot of trees across the street and I can just like try to focus on the smallest, tiniest branch that mm-hmm. I can see the furthest away and like kind of neutralize any like stress or, or like anxiety mm-hmm. that I'm feeling about a thing. Yeah. Obviously, that doesn't work all the time, but... And I guess I do that, too, because I I always set really interesting backgrounds, like photographic backgrounds on my um, computers, and I rotate them. Um, so I'm never, like, looking at the same one for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I rotate them seasonally as well. And so the ones I've got up right now, I can tell you where like every seagull is in the one picture. <laughs> like I've spent enough time staring at, you know, some of those pictures to know where all the stars are at and where all the seagulls are at and all the lights are at and all the houses are at. And I find new things every time. Um, and it's really really nice to just have something I can zone into and look and sort through like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel like that's, that's like a weaponized mm-hmm. meditation. It's applied meditation. Yeah. That's the term that we, that's the term that we were thinking about. Applied meditation is meditating with a purpose. Yeah. It's 
military grade meditation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you meditate on a thing to not meditate about something else. Because I think people like us who ruminate, people who mm-hmm. have uh, anxiety and, and, and are stuck in rumination cycles, you already know how to meditate. Pro tip, you're doing that already. <laughs> mm-hmm. What you need to learn is how to meditate about something else. else. And so, like, maybe this is only applicable to people who have anxiety, but I kind of doubt it because it sounds like the whole Buddhist schema is life is suffering, don't think about it, mm-hmm. right? Is like that's that is fundamentally about anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And so, it's the maybe I, I'm 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 go out on branch here. We said we could be as as mm-hmm. uh, as we mm-hmm. said we could be as controversial on this podcast as we we decided that we would be comfortable with uh, controversial opinion time. I feel like the meditate like B- Buddhist meditation is a is a losing strategy to begin with because mm-hmm. it's like you're saying we know that there are bad thoughts out there. We are going to choose not to think the bad thoughts. We've already accepted that you can't choose not to think the bad thoughts. Mm-hmm they're they're missing the weaponization step they're missing the applied yeah. the application of their own theory where it's like okay think about something else mm-hmm. um and obviously maybe they're they're i don't i'm i'm coming at this from sam harris's synthesized denuded white bedsheets <laughs> version of buddhism i don't know any buddhism so mm-hmm. it's not like i'm i know what i'm talking about here but like that whole negative um negative structure we need to replace that with a positive structure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think that's why i like gardening so much when i can get out yeah. and garden and it's not you know um negative two out which is not a um i'm not uh stretching that out yeah. at all it's actually probably negative two out right now um is i find gardening to be very meditative right um it's really peaceful to be out there and i can just focus in on this weed then that weed then that weed and you know the smell of the plants and things like that and so i think that's part of the reason i like gardening so much is because it's one of the few times i can clear my mind and not have to have something else going on right it's like a sensory overload right it's like it's really difficult to focus on something else while mm-hmm. while doing mm-hmm. that. And I agree. I, I um, This is a great point because I think we were talking about this a long while back when mm-hmm. we were still discussing meditation. Uh, for me, that's woodshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why I was so excited to build my woodshop out is because I really have to focus in the woodshop or I'm going to lose some fingers, you know, and like. I like my fingers and I mm-hmm. like them on my body still and I like them to keep <laughs> functioning. So I I am very, very aware and very hyper focused uh-huh. when I'm in the wood shop. Yeah. And I can tell like when I get tired at the end of the day, if like say I, I, I'm building a table or uh-huh. something out there, if it if I started at nine o'clock in the morning and it gets to three in the afternoon, I can tell because I'm starting to get lazy and uh-huh. I know as soon as I'm starting to get lazy, I'm, I need to put this shit down. Uh-huh put the saw away bro <laughs> step <laughs> step back because you're gonna you're gonna lose some fingers mm-hmm. um but yeah like that that for me is the same kind of thing where it's like hyper focus i have an extremely limited amount of bandwidth mm-hmm. to devote to anything else i can barely yep. listen to music while mm-hmm. while being in the wood shop um and yeah then i i am definitely not thinking or ruminating about crap when mm-hmm. i'm out there yeah, I think same thing with running. Like the right. reason 
I did not expect to like running as much right. as I like running. I've been very anti-running up until... This is your confession. Yeah, totally. I, I keep doing this. I keep telling people, like, I took up running in 2020. And they're like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, uh... No, I no, hate myself. I hate myself. I hate running. No. Um, I actually really like it. And I think part of the reason I really like it is because I'm so bad at running right. that I have to spend so much time focusing in on, like crap are my feet going in the right, right. order um am i breathing <laughs> like not even breathing right am i just breathing um, and stuff like that so i can't think about anything else yeah. and so i actually find like running plus meditation yeah. is fantastic because i'm already spending so much time thinking about just how do i keep myself going yeah. in a straight line that i can't do anything else right. and so i think that's why i really like running I feel like that also probably has something to do with why I like to play guitar too. Mm -hmm. Why I'm why I'm getting back into that as as ferociously as mm -hmm. I seem to be because I like I, I mentioned I think in the last podcast when we were talking about practicing that I'll sit I'll sit there and be like oh I need to do my my practice mm -hmm. routine for uh, half an hour after work yeah and then it'll be an hour and a half later and I'll be like oh shit I should put down the guitar <laughs> and go help Liz with dinner um, but yeah that's I feel like that's largely because. I get so deep in there mm -hmm. that there's no other thoughts to be thunk. There's, mm -hmm. there's only that. Yeah. And, and like that, that pure like communication between brain, hand and ear. Um, mm -hmm. And there's no space. There's no bandwidth for anything else. Yeah. So I guess I would say learn meditation I wouldn't necessarily say devote your life to it. Mm -hmm. Don't go into it thinking this is going to solve all your problems. Go into it th with your mind open that this is a tool mm -hmm. that you can use the way you want to use it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't buy into any particular meditation theories like um, teleology of mm -hmm. like this is how it should be and how you must meditate. Mm -hmm listen to it pick up the tools and build your own house because yeah. that's what your that's what your own brain is definitely and well i don't feel like my focus meditation there for like a month and a half or two months or whatever it was that we did that i don't feel like that really had the intended result i feel like it did have results though yeah um because i've had times where i've used some of my like more awareness of my brain and my body doing things I don't want them to do mm -hmm. to be able to control that. Um, so for example, I get anxious when I'm on phone calls that I know are going to be bad, especially when I have to talk to customers. And I had one of those a few weeks ago and I was very proud of myself afterwards, but um, I, I knew ahead of time that the person I was going to be talking to would be upset. And I felt myself like I felt that anxiety mm -hmm. attack starting. I felt um, myself like starting to sweat and starting to get really fidgety and like all of the symptoms. And I realized it beforehand that time. Like I realized it as I was dialing and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm having mm -hmm. an anxiety attack right now. I need to calm down. And I managed to like calm myself down just by recognizing it was going on and recognizing that I could stop that and control right. that and get myself back to normal and it would be okay. Right. And I was fine then. Like, right. and then I went through the call and I was perfectly fine. And yeah, it was bad. The guy was upset, but it was okay. Right. And I got through it and I was actually so happy getting off the call. <laughs> I guess I felt really bad about that from a different perspective. Like, oh gosh, I just told this guy some, you know, awful stuff about, right. you know, and his I'm stuff. I was so excited but, that I told him that he lost $30,000 or whatever. Right. But... <laughs> 
oh my gosh, I didn't have a panic attack yeah. and just fall apart on that call. Right. So proud of myself for that. Right. And I think had I hadn't gotten some experience yeah. in meditation, gotten some experience in listening to my body and what it was doing, I wouldn't have realized that until I was halfway through the call. And then I would have panicked even right. more because it would have been out of control at that point. So right, it can be helpful. It really can. I, and I think, I, I, I mean, I think that that's exactly what Sam's brand would mm-hmm. want you to do yeah. that's that's the, the you're doing exactly what he what he would tell you to to be mm-hmm. able to do um it's just that there, you know sam's brand might be a little more extra stuff than you than, mm-hmm. than listeners might necessarily want to have yeah. to deal with yep or you or i mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm joe and i'm liz this is joe's table signing off see you next time everybody bye everyone peace We're done, aren't we? (laughs) I think so.